0: perspective broadcast the teaching ministry of dr. David Ogaga we believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the word here is dr. David Father God we want to thank you once again exhort you for this Moment, this wonderful opportunity, God, to sit at your feet to receive instructions from you. We ask to God for inspiration, we ask for wisdom, we ask for knowledge, and we demand, God, that the world have a place in our hearts as you release to us the fleshly hearts tonight in Jesus' name, Amen. All right, so we want to start a new series. that is coming from the questions that have come to us, some of which we have uh, tried to answer and uh, we find the need to take a deeper look at this particular question in relation to Galatians 1, 3 to 4. And so what we shall be doing with is, save from this evil world, save from this evil world. What is it all about if you save from this evil world what is he talking about what is paul trying to say hallelujah so our test is galatians 1 when we read from verse number 1 to 4 grace be to you and peace from god the father and from our lord jesus christ who gave himself for our sins That he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Notice verse 4, that is where the whole thing is coming from. Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Amen? So, what we shall be looking at is few questions like, what makes up the world? When we talk about the word world, what is that supposed to mean? Is it talking about the globe? Is it talking about the universe? What is the world? Then the next question we're going to be answering is, what is evil in this world? When you talk about the present evil world what is evil in this world and if you take time to read that when it talks about a present evil world that means there have been some worlds before so it's not just talking about one globe then the next question which i be looking at is who founded the world you know this present evil world who is the originator how did it come to be so was well, this evil world created by God? That will be the next question we shall look at. If so, we didn't mean to say God created an evil world, and if that is the case, so how is it that He wants to deliver us from this present evil world? If God created a world, how is it that He turn around and wants to deliver us from it? Did He create something evil, place His children there, and then it come to a point as no, know? I want to get out, out of it. Is that what you think God is saying? Hallelujah. And again, we have to read, when we look at the book of Genesis, when you look at the whole of Genesis account, for instance, we know that God said that everything he did was good. For instance, Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, when he created man on the sixth day of creation week, and verse 31 says, and God saw. Okay, let's look at verse 30, if need be. From verse 30. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I've given every green herb for meat, and it was so. That is to say, all this were given to man after man was created. Man was the last thing, ultimately, that God created. Let's make mine our image. After a likeness, let it have dominion. From verse 26. Is that okay? And every other thing that he created he said, okay, man should have dominion after creating every other thing. So when you get to verse 31, he now says, And God saw that he had made, I mean, saw that he had made, I mean, everything he had made, and behold, it was very good. Not just good, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Um, I try to make you see this now. First of all. When it got to the seventh day of the creation week, it was not part of the, what we call the creation week. Because you see, if you go to the seventh day, you find that there's no evening and there's no morning. From all of other creation until it got to the sixth day, there was evening, there was morning. But when it got to the seventh day, there is no evening, there is no morning. So that tell you that the seventh day of God is not your weekly days. It's not those things you think about, you know, well, we worship on Sabbath, well, we worship on Sunday. No, it's not a weekly day. It's an eternal day because there is no evening and there is no money. Is that okay? I just want to give that to you. But now, verse 31 says everything God made was good. So everything was good. That should have included the war. So how come we are seeing... That the wall is evil. So which wall is that? Was that part of the thing that God created? How come that which He created to be evil He called very good? Hallelujah. So if if that is the case, so what went wrong? And when did the good thing that God created became evil? Is it making sense to you? God created everything right. Okay, praise the Lord. Now some of you here you may not be able to know but there used to be one reggae artist in those days called jimmy cliff jamaica you know in the 70s and 80s actually he sang a song and there was a question he asked there who made the world and that thing just dropped to my mind when i was studying and going through all of this who really made the world was it god or somebody else praise the lord now i find out answering that question is very vital to you knowing if either you are saved or you are not saved or to know what you are saved from and what was wrong why you are saved from such a thing hallelujah are you there now what if I should tell you for instance that God did not create this evil world how will you feel Will you believe that amen if i have to tell you that god did not create this evil wall are you going to take that from me are you going to say oh pastor no the scripture says this present world is evil and god created everything well that's true but as we move on you'll be able to see if you created the world, then he will not deliver you from it if you created the wall and he created it to be evil, he will not deliver you from it. Because there will have been a purpose why he would do that. So, if he's trying, or if you determined or desire to deliver you from it, it simply means he never created it. Hallelujah. Now, if you look at the book of Colossians 1, verse 16, I know this is going to be challenging to you. Colossians one verse sixteen. Scripture says by him were all things. All things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. All things, not some things. Hallelujah. So the truth of matter is this God created the heaven and the earth and not the world. In Genesis 1, the Bible tells us. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The world is not inclusive. Did you see that? God created the heaven and the earth. He didn't create the world. Somebody said. What are you talking about? What about the universe? Yes. You want to be able to understand the difference between that which you call the universe and what you are reading here as the world. Okay. You go with me to First John chapter 2 now. Let's look at from verse 15 to seventeen. First John chapter 2, 15 to 17. It says, love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him which world is this that he's talking about go to the next verse for all that is in the world the loss of the flesh and the loss of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but of the world Now when you see the word of, you're talking about the source. So, when he talks about the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's not of the Father. Meaning, these three things we just mentioned did not originate from the Father. But they originated from the world. Praise the Lord. So what then is the wall? That will be the next thing. When did this wall begin? The wall we're talking about. Which was not and is not of the Father. When did it begin? And who created this wall? Remember the verse 17. It said, go to verse 17 now. And it said, And the wall passed away and the loss thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The wall passeth away. So we are looking at the wall that is passing away. Praise the living God. And this wall, like we're saying, is not created by the Father. It's not of the Father, but of the world. The loss of the heart, the pride of life, loss of the flesh, he said it's not of the Father, but of the world and this loss of the eye the pride of life glory to God and the loss of the flesh the Bible says they are passing away so it simply means the wall is passing away praise the Living God and by the time we begin to go fully into all of this I'm still trying to lay foundation and give you some simple definition you'll be able to understand why this wall is passing away it's passing away also because you've been delivered from them Something is responsible while this world is passing away, praise the living God. Now it's as you truly understand this, then can you truly understand what you are saved from? When you begin to understand this passage, only then can you understand what you are saved from. When you say you are saved, saved from what? Like I tried to explain some other times. If there is an epheno here, this house is got up in flames, and the door is open, and firefighters come in, and maybe you're trapped, they find their way through, they pull you out. You were saved from the epheno. Is that okay? You have your ship capsized in the sea, and then divers come in, maybe marine police come in, throw in the live boat, whatever the case may be, you grab at it and they drag you to shore. You have been saved from drowning. So when now we talk about saved from this present evil world, we begin to see what is evil in the world. First of all, we've been able to see here, this world is passing away. And the things that are made up of this world, this world is made up, has to do with what? The loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life. So, the first thing you're going to find out as we go on is when did this three thing began. Who originated these three things? But let's see, lay Le foundation. Hallelujah. I am saying when you begin to see that this world that is passing away is no longer having any grip on you, then you can attest to the fact that you are truly saved. So you have been saved from these three factors that are in the world. The ones that are not created by God. So you have been saved and delivered from it. And you don't have to wait for a rapture for instance, To be able to get out of this wall or this evil wall. The evil wall is, you know, some, sometimes when people pass on to glory. Oh, thank God that you've been able to pass away from this evil wall have you heard people say that (laughs) truly they don't understand what you're talking about they just don't understand when we write things like that when we say stuff like that even in the newspapers or whatever oh thank god for glory you've been able to my man i remember you three years ago you passed away from this evil world (laughs) so you indirectly say your father your mother lived in the evil world that's passing away that's what you're saying you have no understanding of what you're talking about the wall is not evil in terms of the creation of god is that okay hallelujah so when you begin to use those statements think and to know exactly what you're talking about oh father thank you i remember five years ago you passed away from this evil wall <laughs> and you think you are trying to Either honor your father or you're trying to say something to say well the world is evil your father is out of the world because the world is evil no 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 are you there with me all right now you ought to be delivered from me through what the sacrifice of jesus you are delivered from the sacrifice of jesus so by the time we move on you'll be able to see much more clearly anyway let's look at the scripture here again john 17 verse number 14 truth 15, uh, we we'll read up to 17. John, chapter 17, verse 14. I've given them thy word, and the world hated them, because they are not of the world. <laughs> Glory to God. And as I'm not of the world, I pray not that thou should i take them out of the world but i should keep them from the evil they are not of the world just as i am not of the world are you listening to this remember the world is not of the father but of the world the pride of life are you getting that the loss of the flesh The loss of the eyes they are not of the father but of the world and he who loves those things doesn't have the love of the father deliver them from this world what is he saying is it trying to say deliver them from the globe therefore come and get them raptured is that what he's talking about no energize them that is you be able to overcome that which is the loss of the earth the pride of life and what the loss of the flesh. Energize them from the evil one who is the originator of this world that is passing away. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Number 17 says, "Sanctified and through thy truth. Thy world is truth. Again, we go back to First John 2 and verse 15 and I will read. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world loss of the flesh and the loss of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but of the world and the world passeth away and the laws thereof. but he that doeth the will of god abideth forever now there's the point he that doeth the will of god abideth forever so what jesus was praying was god Cause them to be able to do your will that they might abide because this wall is passing away. He was not asking God to rapture them. Hallelujah. Now, the Greek definition of the word wall here is also very critical for us to understand. It means cosmos. K O S M O S. Cosmos. Cosmos means orderly arrangement, that is, decoration. That means that which is beautiful. By implication of the world, in a wide or narrow sense, including his habit, literally or figuratively, morally, adoring world. So, when you look at the word world, he's not talking about planet Earth. Is that Okay. When, when you are reading the word war, it's not talking about planet Earth. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about the system of this war. The arrangement men have put in place. Anyway, let me not jump the gun, but let me go down and show you something a little bit different. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse number three. Through faith... We understand that the walls were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Now, this is not the same thing with what we read in John 17 or First John chapter 2. This word used here, when it said, By faith we understand that the walls, they are plural, were framed. The word wall here is the word aeon. And Aeon properly means an age by extension, perpetuality also by implication the world, especially Jewish the Masonic period, present or future. It means an age it means a cause. Hallelujah. So here we are not talking in Hebrew level we are not talking about the cosmos we are talking about the ages or dispensations are you with me and not the globe or the universe we are not dealing with that in hebrew 11 verse number 3 we are not talking about the universe we are not talking about galaxies we are not talking about other planets no that's not what we are dealing with we are talking about ages so you begin to think about the days of Noah the days of Abraham begin to bring all the ages down to the present age that's why so we know that by that was the ages were framed hallelujah are oh, you see here so the age for instance of the law was a world, and presently we are in the age of the Holy Ghost since Christ's death and resurrection and now, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We're in another age or world. This is what Paul meant, for instance, when he spoke about the Jewish people who were walking back into Judaism. So, go with me to Hebrews chapter 6, verse number 4. Hebrews 6, verse number 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. And we are partakers and made partakers of the Holy Ghost. Verse 5. And I've tasted of the good word of God. And the powers of the age to come. Now that word age can also mean war. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now. There's something I want you to pick here. This book was written at about... AD 63 and 67 between this period that's about some seven years before the fall of Jerusalem when the temple was fully destroyed and the law was put away completely for even after christ's resurrection and the outpouring of the holy spirit judaism was still in place for about 40 more years that is why you see Peter who healed the man at the beautiful gate. They were still going to worship in the temple. Are you following what I'm talking about? The Holy Spirit have come. Baptism already have come. Peter has spoken on the day of Pentecost. But go to Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 4. Where did you find Peter? They were going to the temple to worship when they saw the man at the beautiful gate. So this was on that is the same. The age of the law and the age of the Holy Spirit, the initial beginning, they were walking side by side. Even those who have similarly come into the faith, most of them anyway, they were going there to preach. But Judaism was on, and Christianity was on. So these two phases of religion were going on for another complete 40 years after the Holy Spirit had been poured out. Are you there? praise the lord but when the holiest i mean when the temple was finally destroyed in 1870 judaism sees one of the major thing is there was no longer a priest from the order of levites or the liquid priesthood because without a temple there is no priesthood and without a priesthood there is no judaism so judaism finally came to a full stop in the agenda of god when the temple was destroyed 80 70 by the roman soldiers yeah now like i said no more temple worship and no more priesthood of the levite as well the age of the law finally came to an end now let's read something about that hebrew chapter 9 go with me to verse 26 hebrew 9 verse 26 praise the lord talking about Christ now for them will see often now anytime you read Hebrew chapter 9 it's describing the priesthood of Jesus Christ It's comparing the priesthood of Jesus with the priesthood of the Levites is that okay All right. for them will see often have suffered since the foundation of the world but now once in the end of the world, had He appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself can you give me another translation? I want us to look at the word wall there. Because that's what I'm trying to define, so that you see what it really means. Which other translation is this message translation? If it had been the case, he would have had to sacrifice himself repeatedly throughout the course of history. But instead he sacrificed himself once and for all. Summing up all the other sacrifices. Now let's take something like maybe um, NIV or New King James. New kingdoms. Good. This is what I'm looking for. He then will have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Did you get that? So when you read the wall here, you are talking about the age. And what age is this? The age of the law. So right from time all of those ages down through to the time of the law is referred to as walls or ages are you following me praise the lord so the wall here is what age that he ended and that was what the jewish rituals of worship everything ended by sacrifice when now let's take it from the message translation now you see what that means message translation if that had been the case go back a little bit let's take it from next verse he doesn't do this every year as a high priest did under the old plan with blood that was not their own and i want you to get that because it's very important you know when people come to make the sacrifice they bring other lambs is that okay right they were not offering their own blood They were offering the blood of animals. Praise the Lord. Okay. For Christ did enter. What is that? Okay. Praise the Lord. If that had been the case, we would have had to sacrifice Himself repeatedly through the course of history. But instead, He sacrificed Himself once and for all, summing up all the other sacrifices in this sacrifice of himself the final solution of sin so when he says summing up all the sacrifices all of the sacrifice that were being offered all through the ages down to the old testament practices they are summed up in one sacrifice which is his own sacrifice he ended it all that is why you don't need any other sacrifice to so please god praise the living god You don't need any other sacrifice to please God. You don't need any other method of worship that will offer blood to please God. Praise the Lord. Jesus summed everything up. Now let me show you something now. Ephesians 3 verse number 20. Ephesians 3 verse number 20. Now unto him... That is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory. Help me here. In the church by Christ Jesus. Throughout all ages. War without end. Hallelujah throughout all ages now when you look at the word water it actually means ages so he's saying throughout all ages it's like saying from now on so here we have the age we can say now age of the Pentecost. we can also talk about age of the church and we're moving on to age of the sounds and we're moving on to age of the kingdom the full manifestation when god we have to be god all in all as christ now have subdued our enemies and commit the kingdom unto the father that it may be all in all the full expression to everyone so we are moving from age to age are you following that the age of the law ended when jesus paid the price we enter the age of pentecost from the age of pentecost quit we still are side by side with the church and will move from the church age to the kingdom age in the fullness so war without end ages that are not coming to an end in other words he sacrificed inaugurated an age that will never come to an end that's what i mean by war without end are you there with me praise the lord okay so They have to do with ages but what we read in genesis i mean john's 17 verse 16. they are not of the world even as i'm not of the world this is not aeon in terms of ages but what cosmos are you there with me in other words they are not living their life by the principles of this world. Remember, cosmos pass for orderly arrangement, decorations by implication of the world, like we said before. So, here we are talking about all that man has put in place for his pleasure, survival, and protection politically, economically, socially philosophically and even worship which is religion everything that man has put in place constitute the world and he's saying because i make you see when we begin to see after the origin of the world when we get down to genesis maybe next week genesis chapter 4 you begin to see that after Cain i'll kill abel and the Scripture refers to Cain as Cain is of the evil one, meaning he has the seed of the serpent in him. We are told that Cain left the presence of God and went into the land of Nod, and that means Nod speaks of wandering. He wandered away from the presence of God to the east of Eden. And that's where I'm going to explain to you why in the book of Matthew, scripture talks about as the light shining from the east and sent in the west. God's vantage position is from the east. So, if you are talking about the right hand of God, for instance, you have to sit facing the west in the position of God. And to your right hand means to the north. And what was the north? If you take the scriptures, we say man Zion is to the north. The church is to the north. Put on the right hand of God. If you stand by the divine position of God, he comes from the east and resides in the west. Are you following me? Now, so everything that man has put in place, see, there is no way. Check all the system of governance: monarchy, parliamentarian, democracy. Go through all of them. None of them can bring peace to mankind. Look at the economy structure that are in place. None of them can stop man from being a thief because you know even in your country those who are the hem of affairs they are the ones stealing them all and yet they were there to stop stealing have you noticed that why because the only thing that can really keep man from all of those activities is the kingdom of god which is the righteousness and the peace of God in the heart of man. Democracy for me is even worse stuff. Why is it so? They sped out their mode of operation, and what is it they said, democracy is a government of the people, for the people, and by the people, minus God. Did you see that? God is not involved. So when man left the garden of Eden and went to the, the, I mean Cain went to north, it was an independent spirit. I don't need God in my life. But in the midst of the fact that they don't need God in their lives, they were able to be city. Are you following what I'm saying now? And we we'll be able to see, what's the city? It's a governmental structure. God was not building cities. God was much more into a garden. Hallelujah! Well, we talk about that. So yeah, we see that man have involved certain principles by which he wants to rule his life, and among that have to do with political situation, economic situation. You know, look at. Look at the World Bank. Look at everything going on. Even look at issue of the COVID nineteen going on with who, huh? WHO and what is going on? Man is trying to do what God ordinarily will have made it possible for them to do without all of those things. This is what we call the world. And so Jesus is saying, you are not supposed to be. Involve in all of this principle For your survival Because I'll make you see There is three sons That came out of Lamech Lamech was one of the things That came out of Cain, And three sons involve three major things If you take time to read The book of Genesis chapter 4 huh? They involve Things like music Which is the pleasure of man They involve Taking care of animals which is agriculture that is food and then they involve iron metals which is warfare principle today the bears of plane the bears of you know armored cars they all came from the children of Lamech who was a child of Cain as it were are you following what I'm talking about so all these thing came out from man independent of God that's why they are destructive. Amen? Even if you play music for pleasure, what did Psalm 16 tell you? In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. But we abandoned the presence of the Lord and went round to Nod, which means the land of wandering. We became vagabonds. We forsake the presence of the Lord. And we begin to involve the things that can give us pleasure. So, you see, this is the point. The things that are satisfying you today at the expense of the Spirit is an indication that you have not been saved. Is that too hard? (laughs) In fact, let me just put it this way. You are being saved. If the joy of the Lord is not what gives you the push to do what you're supposed to do. It shows that you need help. Hallelujah. So this is what we're reading in that First John chapter 2 verse 15. Of love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world. All of these things that are in place, they were formed and put in place by men, independent of God. Amen. And he's saying all of this sin doesn't come from the Father, but they are of the world. Praise the living God. So then, these are the things that the Father in Christ has come to deliver you from. Amen? And so, when you look at our Galatians 1, let me try to wrap up from there today. Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 again and 4. Which is our main test grace be to you and peace from god the father and from our lord jesus christ who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from the present evil world the world world, there again is a world age so what age was god delivering us from and he said according to the will of the father deliver us from the present age now this is not again talking about the created nation all the earth and its production nor even wicked men it's not dealing with that someone said pastor Dave you mean wicked men are not included when talking about evil world (laughs) see the earth is our place while we are alive So, it's not going to be evil that God will deliver from the earth. You cannot do without the earth as a human being. Amen? Even if you go to the moon, for instance, people are trying to pay go to the moon. That is completely an artificial lifestyle. I'm sure you know that. Even if you have all the money to go to the moon, it's an artificial lifestyle. You're going to carry oxygen there. God is not stupid to have made it And made it possible for us To have oxygen right here Because you know we need it But when you start going to the moon You're going to carry your oxygen with you It's an artificial life It's like you're taking fish From the river And bringing the fish Even if you put the fish in an aquarium The fish does not have freedom How many of you understand that? Praise the living God so we find out this is not the moon for its is not the habitat of man the earth is God I mean man's habitat just like the river is fish habitat the forest is what the animal's habitat there's a place designed by God for each of these creatures to be amen and God is not foolish to so have made the earth and ask us to be here so the earth is not wicked Deliver us from the wicked world does not include the acts. I'm trying to make you see that. Wicked men, itself, we cannot avoid. <laughs> if we must be real to ourselves, for the church of God is founded out of converted wicked men. Am I correct? Come on, are you with me? You can avoid wicked men you can't say the whole earth you know then you'll no church because it is wicked people that are converted that became christians and a continuous conversion of wicked people makes the church grow so it's not talking about wicked men it's not talking about the earth are you still following me praise the lord the conversion of sinners into the church is what maintain the church, and the followers of God must live and labor among them for their conversion. So, don't tell me this wicked world means wicked men. No. If you are truly a child of God, then God will please you in the midst of wicked men to convert them unto righteousness. That's why I always tell you here: I don't feel comfortable with the life of Lot, hmm? lot was always complaining of the wickedness of sodom and gomorrah he himself was there the wife was there the three children were there and then the, the husband to these three children they were all together there about seven of them and god was looking for ten righteous people it means for the whole of his family plus the son-in-law they could not win three more people to make ten righteous people so that so long can be saved. That's not how to be a Christian. Are you listening to me? You see, God didn't call you to be like a monk. You know what a monk is? You Go and hide in a cave. So that the world cannot contaminate you. No, 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 no. That is not what God wants. That is not why he called you. He said you are the light of the world. You can't take your light and take it into a cave. No, no, no. Praise the Lord. So then, the first application of the word evil world here in this passage means an age. And that must mean the Jews and their system of kind of ordinances. Their status which were not good... And judgment by which they could not even live by them. That was the first thing that you're going to see as the application. God delivering us from this present evil world. Let me read something for you. Ezekiel 20 verse 24 to 25. And then, I, and then I'll go to I think Psalm 81. I'll show you the meaning of that. Exodus 20 24. Because Exodus chapter 20 I mean sorry Ezekiel 20 not Exodus Ezekiel 20 Because they have not executed my judgment but have despised my status and have polluted my servants and their eyes were after their father's arrows wherefore I gave them also status that were not good and judgment whereby they should not live (laughs) Now what's the meaning of that? Let me show you. Psalm 81 verse 11. Psalm 81 verse 11. But my people will not hearken to my voice. And Israel will none of me. Verse 12. So I gave them up unto their own heart lost. And they walk in their own counsel. So when he said, I gave judgment that they cannot live by, it simply means because they will not listen to what I'm saying, because they will not follow my law, I gave them over to their own heart to do what is not good and right. They formed their own principle of life, and this life could not sustain them. So when we talk about this present evil war, we're talking about the people who will not. Pay attention to what God is saying. So God gave them over. That's why I see continuous evil invention. But this thing they invent cannot give them life. Hallelujah. Let me show you another thing. Along the line of what we just write in the book of Ezekiel. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse number 10. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse number 10. And with all discipline of unrighteousness in them, that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall do what? Send a strong delusion, that you should believe what? A lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in what? Unrighteousness. God will give them a spirit of delusion. And this is what is going on all over the world. Because men will not see God as God. Men will not want to come to the truth of the gospel of Christ. God give them the true spirit of delusion. That's why, even in the faith, you see, men will not actually stand for what God has ordained for his people. This is all part of the present evil world in religious circles. So we see that the whole of their religious economy, for instance, like the Jews, was, not, was a burden that neither they nor their fathers were able to bear, as the Council spoke about in the book of Acts, chapter 15. Let's turn to Acts 15, for instance. When they were trying to say the Gentiles should come in, Peter had to come and make a defense as to well how the Holy Spirit came upon the life of Colinus and his family. And this is what it finally says. Acts 15, verse number 8. Acts 15, verse number 8. And God quit their their hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. Like talking about the Gentiles now. I put no difference between us and them, purifying their heart by faith. Now therefore, why tempt ye God, To put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear the laws the rules but we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved even as they save from those rules save from is anybody following what I'm talking about save from those things which have to do with the principle of this world. we shall be saved save from religion into the faith therefore when we begin to read galatians 1 4 we are dealing with an age and to deliver us from this age means out of this age that is to say paul was first of all saying god is picking us out of judaism is picking up of rituals picking us out of religion and bringing us into Christ, the nature of God. Are you following me? So, the first thing I'm going to take to you tonight is your worship it should not be based, as it were, like the Jewish people. You must be delivered from religion to have God as your father. Personal one on one relationship the first place i must come into it's not by rules and regulation but it's how you are prompted by the power of the holy spirit to do what god intends you to do i'll make you see that deliver us from this wicked world or out of this wicked world is to start with delivering from religion to come into christ the father and the son each delivers us But the son, not the father, gave himself for us to die that we become citizens of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Paul was writing that because the Galatians were desiring to return to this legalism and bondage of the Jewish religion. This is what it implies. Renouncing the deliverance with Christ I brought in them. So, so many of you, you're not able to stand on the freedom that God has given to you in Christ. You like manipulation. You like when men deceive you, you believe that more. You are unable to stand for the faith, for the truth that God has given to you. Your salvation is not complete when you still depend on things to be able to sustain your faith in God. Hallelujah. Now you see deliverance is the same word that God used for Paul when he was picking up on the road to Damascus. Let's look at that so that you can understand what deliverance means. Because we often have concluded that deliverance means when certain things begin to happen, you know, bash the devil, you know, you fall and then you cry out and you roll. I have no problem with that. I have being able to cast out and I do cast out devils from people that is not my business at all because it's a simple command go here preach the gospel cast out devils. It's not the ministry separate from preaching the gospel they go together. Are you still there with me? Are you following me? Act 26 verse 17. Let me show you something here. Look at what God was, Jesus was speaking to Paul and Paul also was writing this so Paul and Luke they're using the same thing Luke wrote the book of Acts Jesus was speaking to Paul and this is what he said delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee what was the deliverance okay let's read on a little bit to do what open your eyes now remember his eyes got open on the road to Damascus What devil was cast out of Paul on the road to Damascus? Tell me. We are told he got blinded and an eye opened his eyes. Isn't it? He got to know something. When he cried and said, Lord, who art thou? Say, I am Lord Jesus whom thou persecuted. Light came into his hand. Understanding came into his heart. The foolishness of religion was taken away. He was delivered. Are you following what I'm saying here? There was no acrobatic ceremony for him to be set free. And how many of you understand that he was a murderer? Now if what's supposed to be today, we will have actually brought him to a place where we have to cast out the spirit of murderer from his life. But once his eyes were opened to the truth, he was set free. So let's read this from a simpler translation. Um, If you can give me this verse 18 from a simpler translation when he said i'll deliver you and i'm sending you as a light unto the gentiles what is it to open the eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of satan to god so that they might this which one this niv can i take it from the message translation i just there's something i'm looking for to open the eyes of the outsiders the gentiles so that they can see the difference between dark and light period and choose light. So, the difference between Satan and God. They will be able to see the difference between Satan and God. And choose God. I am sending you off to present my offer of sins forgiven. And a place in the family. Inviting them into the company of those who begin reliving by believing in me. That is to say, if you are in a religious cycle, you have not started living. Real living is believing in Christ. Are you following me? Ah, This is so simple. When your eyes are open, you will know what is error and what is truth. When your eyes are open, you will know what is God and Satan. You will know. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. So we're dealing with the age in that particular passage system or course of the world regarded from a religious perspective or point of view the present age opposes the glory of god the present church system just like the jews opposes the glory of god because if you look at that galatian 4, i mean one verse five let's look at Galatians chapter 1 verse number 5 it talks about the glory of God to whom be glory forever and ever what it means that the glory from age to age that is to say when you step into God into Christ you begin to experience his glory from that moment there's an advanced movement you are supposed to be having from age to age if I may ask you since you become a believer Can you measure the movement of God's glory in your life? (laughs) There won't be glory forever and ever. When you read of ever and ever, you're mean meaning ages of ages. And the whole spectrum of this present age, which is under the prince or the power of the air, is what you have been delivered from. To enter into the glory of the Lord, you begin to move from glory to glory. Look at Ephesians 2, King James. Present evil world, because there's a force. Both in religious circle, in economic circle, in political circle. There is a force. Ephesians 2, verse number 2. You can read from verse number 1 if you will. Hallelujah. And you had a quicken or giving life who were dead in trespasses and sins. Hallelujah. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, this present evil age, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. This is what you are set free from. Disobedience to the truth of God's life. That your eyes might be open to see and become real living. And there's a spirit that makes men not to come to this realization in the spirit of religion. So even in Christianity, we cannot be better. I mean, the way it is, we are no better than what was happening in the Jewish system. That's why we also need to be delivered. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Can you see? Now, I said you're supposed to be moving from glory to glory. Am I right? Okay, go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 3. And then let's look at verse 17 and 18. King James. Now the Lord is that spirit. When he said that spirit, it talks about the Holy Spirit. He described it in a particular spirit. That's the spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost. The Lord is that spirit. You know what Peter said? this is that which was spoken by prophet joel the lord is that spirit that means something has happened before he starts talking about this the lord is that spirit who is the lord jesus christ now follow this the lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is what liberty look at the next thing. but we all with open face just like his eyes were open on the road to damascus now beholding us in a glass the glory of the lord are what are changing into the same image from what glory to glory that is galatians chapter 1 verse number 5. we are supposed to be moving from glory to glory but the spirit that walketh in the children of disobedience let me show you why People can see this thing. Let me show you why people may be thinking of getting out of this world. Let me show you why people begin to think that this world is so evil. So we need to go away. Second Corinthians, um, chapter four. Let's look at verse four. Hallelujah. Hmm can we go back a little bit back up a little bit but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and that means these people need to be delivered in whom the God of this age which is the prince of the power of the air, have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is the image of God, You do what will shine unto them. This is the whole point. Praise the Lord. Men can't see the true gospel of Jesus Christ, even though they are in church. Because the spirit of the age is still at work. Remember, Paul was saying they should be delivered from this present evil world. This age. The age of religion. The point here is this. The delusion of religion through the prince of this age is so great that man will not accept the true gospel that set man free to ascend into the dominion mandate that God has given to man from the beginning so what actually is the gospel i would like to round up from there remember if our gospel be hid it is hidden to those who are lost in whom the god of this world has blinded your mind go with me to mark chapter 1 verse 14 and 15 message i mean amplify translation amplify translation praise the lord Mark chapter 1, 14, 15. Amen? And let's take it from Amplified Translation. Now after John was arrested and put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God. There is no other gospel Just one gospel. Hallelujah. Preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom of God. Verse 15. And saying, the appointed period of time is fulfilled, completed, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, have a change of mind. Which issues in regret for past sins and in change of conduct for the better. And believe, trust, rely on, and adhere to the good news. What's the good news? The gospel. And what gospel is that? The gospel of the kingdom. What's the gospel of the kingdom? This is a true reign of Christ in the hearts of the believers. That's what people can't take in today. Accepting his lordship to direct our affairs and submitting, and de- I mean to his dictate at any appointed time. That's the gospel of the kingdom. This what the prince of the age, will not allow people to receive. So that this glorious light of the good news of freedom might be delivered to our hearts and cause us to walk in the light of his glory. It's so difficult because the priests of this world have blinded the eyes of men. And what will they tell you? The kingdom will come tomorrow. The kingdom is not now. Are you following what I'm talking about? Glory to God. Go with me to Romans 14:17. Romans 14:17 take from any translation you want. After all, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but what? Instead, it is righteousness that state which makes one person acceptable to God and heart peace. Why are you changing this? Praise the living God. Are you with me? Take it again, verse 14. Romans 14 17 praise the Lord after all the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes but instead it is righteousness what's righteousness that state which makes a person acceptable to God and what state is that being in Christ from 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30 said Christ have been made unto us what righteousness and he her said and have peace and joy in the holy spirit what is everybody looking for today peace Hmm? that is God's kingdom men cannot accept this kingdom they have to provide other solutions for you even in the church they have to tell you seven steps to peace seven steps to oh praise the living God are you still following me? Now final scripture, 2nd John verse number 9, 2nd John verse number 9, praise the Lord. And anyone who runs ahead of God and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, which is not content with what he taught, does not have God. But he who continues to live in the doctrine, the teachings of Christ, does have God. And he has both the Father and the Son. He who is not content with what he taught. What did he teach? He taught God's kingdom, the rule of God, the reign of God. What am I trying to make you understand? The God of religion of this age has blinded the eyes of men so that they will not see this truth about the gospel. Of the kingdom of god so what are we supposed to be delivered from the spirit of religion are you there with me as we begin to go on so you begin to see the loss of the flesh the loss of the eyes the pride of life when you are set free from this thing like paul was set free his glory will begin to come the more unto you now you begin to move from glory to glory because his glory is from age to age forever and ever war without end no this age is not ending what that means is the age of the christ which he began right from the day of pentacles is not ended that's why isaiah will tell you the government will be upon his shoulder you remember that, and the increase of his government, there shall be no end. What is government? Government. You see, it's govern the, the meant there is a prefix from Latin to govern. Then meant is a prefix, and actually means the mind. So government is the rule of the mind. That's why politics rules you because they came they will come and give him to give you some stories and then you get convinced are you gonna cast your vote they rule you like I always said before you see well when, when when sisters go to the shopping mall they are ruled by the display they don't care how much they came with the mind if it is possible they owe credit that's why you don't give them credit card when they are going to the shopping mall Gotta finish all your money. Meaning they are being ruled by the display, the advertisements. And some of us we have the same problem. I remember in those days when I was when we we're young, staying out of all We have one one woman like that. She's always sitting by the gate. This one is, hey, call up call on for me, call on for me. <laughs> she will buy. Another one is passing by, call on for me, call on for me. I mean she's always sitting by the gate and buying nothing crosses the street that you would not call she's being controlled by people's voices sweet akara sweetness one is anybody following what i'm saying here that is government government is just the rule of your mind so anything that controls your mind outside of the holy spirit is governing you are you say that with me but God wants us to come under the kingdom of God. And that's why He's saying, Anyone who runs ahead of God and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, who is not content with what He taught, what did He teach? The kingdom of God is at hand. Anyone who does not abide by the doctrine does not have the Father, does not have the Son. And so when you accept the doctrine, you've come to the place where you say, I give up unto you to rule my life. That is the kingdom of God. The rule of God in your life. The control of God's spirit in your life. The spirit of God ruling you through his spirit. Praise the living God. Again, just to recap with you. Deliver from religion. Lots of the flesh. Lots of the eye. Pride of life. This is all we are dealing with. And all of this sin causes world what you call the world. And so we have been delivered from this present evil world. Not planet Earth. No. But the system that men have put in place, independent of God. That's what we've been delivered from. Are you with me tonight? Yes, Thank you. And God bless you. I'll see you again next week.